Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number two of the QMBL official 2018 podcast. I'm your host, Arian Wujanowski. And on this episode, we will be going over scores from week two. We will have our weekly recaps, like always. We will also have a new segment called Studs and Duds. We will have our power rankings. And also, we will have our first player interview with none other than El Pape, the Crippler, Lambros Papa Lambros, and his teammate, D to the M to the A-R-T. We got Denny McBucket's Dennis Martin, live in studio. This should be a good one. Now let's get to those scores for week two. Alright, let's get into the results here for week two. First game at 7 o'clock, we had Staley against North Quincy Staley with the easy win. From the beginning to the end, Staley had this game all wrapped up as they came out hot from the outside and they established that low post presence like they had in week one. North Quincy struggling. I think that things will change over the next eight weeks, and I hope that they do because these kids need some confidence. They really need an offensive focal point. It is tough for these 17-year-old, 18-year-old kids to go up against these older men, uh, but hey, it's part of the part of the deal. Get with it or get lost. Next, we had Clark over Quincy High School. Clark came out hot from the beginning, uh, putting Quincy down by at least 15 points in the first half. Quincy did show some heart in the second half, making it a game, but in the end, it wasn't enough. Uh, Clark, bright spots again. Buka, hard to match up with. Can beat you off the dribble, can hit the outside shot. BC looking like a well-placed vet in the league as he's entering his sixth season. It's nice to see him out there stroking the shot, pulling his little smitty move. You know that he's got those two wrists back intact, so anything can happen for this team. Uh, 8 o'clock, we had Myers over Kavanaugh. This was an easy win. A lot of people took them in Vegas. Um, Kavanaugh struggling to find a focal point just like North Quincy is. Kevin Walsh, hard to put the team on his shoulders with those weak legs after losing all that weight. And Kavanaugh seems to be putting his single life partying ahead of the team as he came out looking less than 30%. Not everything was gravy for Blood Brothers, though, as Doug Myers and Kevin Mahoney combined for 2 for 14 shooting as they just couldn't see the bottom of the hole. They both came out, hit their first shot, and then it seemed like, you know, maybe there was a swift wind. I wasn't in attendance to see this game, so I'm not too sure, but they do have North Quincy High School next on their schedule, so it's a good opportunity to get that form back so that by the end of the year, both guys will be stroking. The other game at 8 o'clock featured Team Martin versus ENC. Team Martin came out hot like they usually do and showed great defense against this good ENC team who did give them trouble as it was only a six-point game with about two minutes left. ENC just does not have the bodies, I feel like, to match up with Martin in the last few minutes as they went with the team of Darvis, Sabalis, Papalambros, Pepjanovic, and Colarusso. I don't know what you're going to do if you see these five on the court because they do have height. They can all expand the court with their outside shot and they can all take you off the dribble. It is going to be a hard matchup for any team in this league. It is going to be interesting to see how a team is going to match up with that in the future. As a result, Martin goes 2-0 on the young year. In the last game of the night at 9pm on court one was the Blue Chips over Rooney. 
You know, this was a tough game. I had it as a pick em going into it. Rooney looking rejuvenated by Jack Lochnane. Um, you know, like I said on week one, Rooney's got to do more. Rooney's not doing anything this year. I don't know what's going on. I need more. I need more. I need more from Rooney. Come on, Rooney. Anyways, blue chips looking good. Looking like they got the oil on the legs. JP Marcellus, always one of the top contributors for the team. Also, you had Mark Hutchins knocking down the outside shot again. You know, this kid's been doing this for the last eight years. It's it's tough because you get sucked down low. You forget about him. You see him out there. You're like, ah, I don't think this kid can shoot it. He shoots it. He hits it. He makes it pretty consistently in the league. If we did have a three-point shooting contest, I would take Mark Hutchins. Okay, that might be a stretch. I don't know if I'd take him, but I would definitely put him in the three-point contest. Justin Tholey, also another bright spot for this team as he has consistently put up points over the years. At one time, I'd say about seven or eight years ago, he might have been the best scorer in the league. Time passes, you have to adapt. Tholey has adapted pretty well. JJ Niamke, same thing. Shows his heart, shows his athleticism. Like I said, times change, but this team's heart sure doesn't. That's it for the results for week two. Let's get into those power rankings. Now let's get into those power rankings for week two. Coming in at number 10, we have North Quincy still looking for an identity and an offensive focal point. They're going to be down here for a while unless they get their shit together. Coming in at 9, we have Kavanaugh as they're in the same position as North Quincy. Struggling to find an offensive focal point. It's hard to put it all on Walsh and CC. We need something from Sean Kavanaugh. Maybe Joe Early, who looks more like Joe Late the way he's been playing lately. At number eight, we have Quincy High School. They were down 20 early in this game. They ended up making it a game this past week, uh, pulling within 10 points. They have their score and they have their senior leadership, but they do need a win to get a boost up in my power rankings. They sit at number eight again this week. Coming in at seven, we have Water Club led by Jack Lochnane, Rooney. Rooney still needs to show me more. I'm going to keep saying that throughout every podcast until I see about a 15-point game out of him, which may never happen. So, Rooney, I need more. If you want to move up in the power rankings, I need more from you, Rooney. Coming in at six, we have Team Clark. Clark always showing... It, um, on the offensive side, defense, they struggle a little bit with switches, getting over the picks. But they do have the college talent that I think at the end will prevail them to a few wins on their easy upcoming schedule. I look for them to make an impact come playoff time. At number five, we have ENC who took the loss this past week to defending champs Martin. ENC led by the point guard again. Um, they do have players all around though that show that they can make impact performances. At number four this week, we have Blue Chips, who jumped a spot over ENC with their victory over Water Club. Like I said, their veterans come out every week showing heart, and I don't see this stopping. So at four, we have the Blue Chips. At three, we have Staley, who came off another win this past week. They really show their team camaraderie. They can hit the outside shot, and they have that low post presence, like I said. 8 p.m. this next week, they play Martin. Game of the week. Get your ass there if you want to see some good basketball. Staley Martin, 8 p.m. 
At number two, we have the Blood Brothers who aren't going to move unless they take a loss as they show team chemistry at 100%. In number one, we have the defending champs Martin who sit at 2-0 and won't leave that number one spot until they lose a game also. Martin, 1-10, through 10, all capable of being starters in this league. They are going to be a hard team to knock off. Now let's take a look at the upcoming Week 3 schedule matchups. Alright, let's get into this interview. I'm here with Lombros, Papa Lombros, and Dennis Martin of Team Martin. How does it feel to be 2-0, guys? You know, when coming into the season, we uh, we kind of figured we'd be at two and zero. But um, after seeing the talent across the league, it's a lot better league this year. A lot of teams had key acquisitions, and uh, you know, it's a I'd say it's a top top heavy league. At least at least four teams that are ready to compete for a championship. And to get, I'd say we beat two playoff teams in the first two weeks. For sure. And it's uh, for sure. And it feels good. And it's uh. Good, it was a good test for us, battle tested in the beginning of the season. And, uh, you know, we're just going to take one game at a time. Shouts out to my captain. Said that shit best. First of all, those are two playoff teams, like he said. Um, shouts out ENC. That was a great game last night. My guy Ant. Um, and Water Club's tough, too. I think Denny touched on a good point that the league is a little top-heavy. Um, the high school teams, the man strength wins out a lot of times, right? So, um, <clears throat> so it's top heavy. But this, this four or five teams truly contending for a title this year. I don't, I don't know if we could have said that last year. Yeah, exactly. All right. No, but thanks for having saying. us on, Woj. Thanks for having. No problem. This is my uh, the second podcast. You guys should be fucking pleasured to be here <laughs> because um, oh, man. Oh, you know I didn't go with anybody who. You know, uh, paid me the big bucks to get on there. I put on the people that, that, you know, have had success in the league because I'm a successful reporter. My brother's a successful reporter. And, uh, yeah, this is why I didn't get a job with the SPM. So I'm at the Mount Walls watching fucking Mini Me and fucking Jerry Shep out there fucking taking bets. You know, I don't put that past them. I see you out there, fucking little John, dude. Thank God I'm not on that court playing. Because I would stomp a mud hole in you. Anyways. Speaking of that, you know who got a tech last night? It was Matty Pep. Matty Pep with the tech. Matty Pep, if we want to go back to last year's finals, Matty Pep put on a great performance. He did. Going into that game, I talked to Team Myers. Myers, he said, let's let Pep beat us. Take out everyone else and let's try to play man. Is that the game? Was that so that the was game the plan? game plan? Yes. Yeah, so I, I've heard this from sources that are close to the team. Right. Right. Um, it was come out. Let's play man. They went with it. You saw what happened. Uh, Matty Pep dominated. Uh, yeah. That was the thing that they did. They stuck Jamil Galloway down down low on um, on Matty Pep. Oh, I think he ended up with about twelve to fourteen points. Uh, the game was closer than I think it should have been. You guys. Uh, pulled away uh, in the second half. Uh, yeah, late technical. I remember made it made it close. Yes, I do remember that tech. <laughs> Fucking Jerry Shep taking bets. Jerry Shep, I'm telling you the <laughs> line, but yeah, he was close. Man, Jerry, 
I can't stand Jerry. <laughs> you and Jerry been going at it for a while. I, I hate him back that. in like 2015. I dislike that man as a person. Yeah, I'm Jerry. sorry. And I don't even, I'm done with talking to us, but Jerry, fuck Jerry. <laughs> like I said, we're uncensored here. Doesn't matter what's being said. Uh, yeah. Denny, let's get to you. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about um, how every week. My whole team has been on an absolute bender for like three days. <laughs> and then we still just come out there and just get the job done. I just want to talk about how impressive that is. Especially team captain, Dennis. Guy's been ruthless lately. The, the guy is a sick. The president of the team is talking third person about himself. <laughs> it's my alias. Captain. <laughs> you know what? I'm telling you this. You know who's been working his ass off? I'm getting texts all through the whole winter. Doug Myers. He might be losing his hair, but he's gaining his muscle. <laughs> is Dougie ready? Dougie's ready. Dougie, you know, Dougie. He's poised. He's a multi-sport athlete. I he's mean, been playing baseball on the ultra side. Ultra competitor. Ultra competitor. Marcellus. Yeah. He was a monster God last damn. night. Dude, both games this year, he's actually been the biggest surprise on our team. Mossy has. Marcellus has played out of his mind. Mossy's killing yeah. right now. Dude, he's so locked in, Marcellus, right he now. Really Quick is. story. He had Jesse throwing him post feeds before the game <laughs> no, last he did night. Not. With no hoop. With no hoop. <laughs> <laughs> that was a true story. He's posting up like this, having Jesse throwing bounce passes. Wow. Marcy's I, locked in. And, that. and that's going to be big because we don't run enough. We're slow. We're, we're content with playing slow. And you know, as as a longtime teammate, uh, as a longtime cover of the of the league, watching. I don't from know the why wall, you keep mixing me up. Watching from the wall. I've never played a day in my life. I'm one of those fucking guys that just sits there and says, "I hate you." You should man. fucking do this. But yeah, listen, never I never. I don't even know how to dribble. Okay. <laughs> That's who I am. All right, this is the part of the show where I'm going to talk to my guests about um, NBA off-season acquisitions, where we think people are going. I'm going to do this every week with people, you know, because it's, you know, the NBA season has now turned into about a 12-month right. of the year thing. So a full year, if you guys didn't know. Uh, 12 months equals a year. <laughs> um, first question, where's LeBron ending up? Where's LeBron going? You know, my first instinct was Cleveland at first. But, you know, I just can't see him going back there anymore. I think he definitely leaves. I think it's uh, between two teams, in my opinion. I think it's either going to be Philly or L.A. Yeah. Um, part of me wants to see him go to Philly, but I also don't think that's going to work out with Ben Simmons because I think he needs the ball. He can't he can't spot up for LeBron. And it'll just be a little, cla- a little clash a little bit. Um, in LA, I, I still don't think they have anything right now, but when it comes down to it, they can, they're going to pick some free agents up and it's going to be a whole new look team. So, you know, it's interesting to see. But um, when it comes down to it, it might be LA. You think LA? Lamros, what do you think? It's ah, a good question. <clears throat> I mean, with LA, I'm sure. LeBron's the first domino to fall, I guess. Him and Kawhi. I think definitely him or they gotta be in communication of some sort. I don't think LeBron can coexist in Philly. I don't think that lineup. I just don't think it works. Let's face it, wherever he goes is the LeBron system. Absolutely. Like, I wouldn't want him in Boston with what we have right now, with the way Brad likes to play offensively. I, 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 I mean, our whole style. yeah, I mean, 
it, it is. It so is. you think he goes to so LA? I think LeBron goes to LA. If I'm seeing on these mock drafts, Trey Young's going to Cleveland. I think Trey Young is going to be the best offensive player in the draft after watching all this film of, of all these guys. Is he better than. Does he remind you of Jim or Fredette at all? Wow, that's not a bad comparison. His range is out the gym, but he's quicker than people give him credit for, and he passes the ball. I mean, he led the lead, he led the whole D1 in points and assists. Points and assists. And assists. Incredible. So and you, I know his usage rate was really high, and he takes quick shots and everything, but I just... I think if Cleveland gets Trey Young, LeBron may, may be enticed to stay if they can make some moves, but I mean... I doubt it. I, I think also, he's gone. I, think I also gone. saw that could be a trade. Kevin Love, Bradley Beal. See? And, uh, and that's right. surrounding more shooters and more scorers. And, it's, uh, and now if you get Trey Young, you got a little nucleus a nice little there. Move. Yeah. That helps out Kevin Love too, I think. I think Kevin Love will go back to his original self, I feel like. Uh, if he goes to Washington. If he goes to Washington. Wall. Yes. Right. Pick and roll, I can see. Because yeah. Marcin Gortart also goes in that trade. Okay. With Bradley Beal. Does he go? Cleveland. He does. That's that makes Cleveland ball. much better. Yeah. Yeah. He's right a much better. Yep. Yeah. I like. And now do they, they unload Jay, Tristan they Thompson's money? With, do they, they get rid Tristan, of Tristan uh, Thompson? J.R. Smith goes with that. You got with it. that fucking meatball. I mean, LeBron told him to keep Chloe away from the locker room. That's a, my brother filled me in on that. Oh, no. He definitely did. You say keep that fucking bulldog slut out of here, bitch, away from here. I don't cheat on my wife. <laughs> Who is the best player in the 2018 draft? Who's the best player? It's a great question. Honestly, as we're, we're watching it right now, I've been, I said this to Woj earlier, Michael Porter Jr. I think anyone who passes on him is, uh, is going to be a fool a couple years down the road. You know, he was supposed to be the number one pick. And uh, he was supposed to be number one. And, you know, he gets hurt. I get it. He's injured. He's injured. But he's he looks good now. You know, he had his surgeries, he's coming back, and I think he can still be that stud. You think so, huh? I, I, I disagree. Um, I think it's either Marvin Bagley. Um, I think Luca. I think Luca's going to be a good player, but I think it's even either Marvin Bagley or um, Trey Young. And Bomber, man. Mo, Mo Bomber's ceiling is really high. The ceiling is huge. Right. But I think we will see a surprise trade. Not gonna say who, <laughs> but I think there will be a surprise trade here tonight. So you have no information on it. You just it's just a you wild just has guess. Info. I like that. I like Sources. that. That's how I've made it this far in my career. <laughs> yeah. Are you still gonna challenge Demar Derozan to that mid-range jump shot contest? I want Demar right this second. <laughs> Demar, if you hear me, I'm in Q Town, Quincy, Massachusetts, 02169. I want that mid-range don't shot contest. <laughs> Hold on, well, let me send a text to my brother. I'll, I'll, I'll relay that to Demar All right, sent. So uh, hopefully you'll be at the mountain in a couple weeks to, to address that challenge. <laughs>Right, this is the part of the show where we want to look into week three and the week three matchups. At 7 p.m. on court one, we have the Blood Brothers, 2-0, versus North Quincy High School, 0-2. Oh 
we get the number two team on the power rankings versus the last place team on the power rankings. Uh, this looks like a 15 point to 20 point blowout as the Blood Brothers have a great chemistry, have been playing together for years, and North Quincy just seems to be teetering to catch their breath above the water. North Quincy did show some heart at the end of their game last week, but I just think that the matchups from top to bottom favor the Blood Brothers that much, so I'm gonna say uh, Blood Brothers by 17. On court two, we have Quincy High School versus Water Club. Uh, Water Club rejuvenated by Jack Lochnade's um, appearance last week. Uh, Quincy High School down early in their game last week, bounced back, made it a game at the end, showed some heart, always take that from Quincy High School. I have this around a three-point spread. I'm going to go Water Club. At 8 o'clock on court one, we have ENC versus Blue Chips. ENC, tough battle with number one ranked Martin last week, just fell a little short. Uh, Ant, Anthony Petrelli playing great out there, leading them to what we need to see versus Blue Chips. Blue Chips coming off a nice bounce back win against Rooney Water Club last week. Like I said after that week one podcast, get a little oil in those legs and that rust will wear right off. They came out looking great. Expect Blue Chips maybe in a pick'em here. On court two at 8 p.m. we have Staley versus Martin. This is the number three power ranked team against the number one defending champs. This is the game of the night, folks. If you want to come to the Mount, 8 o'clock p.m., court two, should be on court one, but you know, Niamki always gets court one, so court two is the game of the night. Martin coming out hot, top to bottom, great squad. Staley showing what they have from top to bottom as well. Outside shooting, low court presence. You know, I still have Martin here by four, and I'm sticking with that. And at the 9 p.m. game on court one, we do have Tyler Clark versus Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh struggling mightily, struggling to just find a focal point of their offense. Walsh looking great out there for them. That is a bright spot. CC, hopefully over the poison. He should come out hot again. But we have Clark. Clark's been showing great hustle. The big three of BC, Buka, and Richardson. I'm seeing a lot from them. And Tyler Clark's knocking down free throws. Anything can happen out there in the QMBL. All right, that's going to wrap it up for week two of the QMBL official podcast. Again, my name is Arian Wojnarowski. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at a Bomb. Enjoy your week and hope to see you Monday night on the Mount Wall. Peace, bitches.